0: I'm your host today, Church Lady, and I'm so glad that you're joining us. Today, I sit down with Tinkerbell, Nantan of the Spirit of St. Louis. This is an interview you're not going to want to miss. So buckle up as we go for an exciting ride through Tinkerbell's story.
1: Hey, church lady here today.
0: Glad to be sitting down with Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, how you doing?
1: Oh, just great on this uh, beautiful Monday. Happy to be on the Gateway Podcast. Oh,
0: I'm excited to have you here. So, you uh, just to introduce yourself a little bit for the listening audience at home, you have uh, a a pretty big responsibility for the greater St. Louis area here.
1: Yeah, so currently uh, I'm serving as Nantan of F3 Spirit of St. Louis, which is the most recent starfish expansion region of the greater Gateway region. Uh, so what was just one region is F three St Louis is now many regions and uh, gate or I'm sorry Spirit of St Louis is the most recent one to launch. So we launched that in March, um, and yeah, like I said, serving as Nantan right now. So for those that
0: might be unfamiliar with the term, what is a Nantan?
1: Uh, Nantan is the cultural and spiritual leader of um, their specific region and. Uh, one of the most important tasks is putting together a shared leadership team. And so on that shared leadership team is, uh, got a first FQ, a second FQ, third FQ, Weasel Shaker, uh, Q of Technology, comms Q, rucking Q, expansion Q. And so those guys are really the ones that put in the work um, and and make things uh, continue to move forward. That's great. Now, so in the Greater St. Louis area, there's four Nantans, right? St. Louis,
0: Spirit, Jeffco, and St. Charles, and Washmo, and, and Washmo. Okay, yeah. so there's an expansion yeah. there. I'm not even that familiar with yeah. yet. So, very great. So that, that it's a it's a big responsibility, kind of overseeing to make sure the work's getting done.
1: So, yep.
0: So if you had to ballpark, what kind of time commitment do you think you're putting in as Nantan, not just attending workouts, but I mean above and beyond that?
1: Um, I guess from a easy to measure, uh, our shared leadership team meets bi-weekly. Uh, we meet Tuesday nights right now. When I was part of F3 St. Louis, uh, we kept the same cadence, but we met uh, Thursdays during lunch, uh, and both of those are virtual meetings, so guys can be at home or at the office or wherever convenient. That's probably the easiest one to measure, and then from there, it's hard to say. Um Right now, we're really exploring some expansion uh, sites, and so I just got off the phone with my first FQ uh, on the way here, and um, I probably spent a little bit more time on Slack than, than some others, but uh, or more than I would care to admit when I look at my screen time from week to week, but uh, it's, yeah, it's tough to measure. It's um, I don't know. I, I don't have a great uh, number answer for you, but it's a, it's an investment I look at. It's not necessarily spending time. It's investing it.
0: No, that that's a great attitude to have towards it. When you really care about something, yeah, it is an investment. So, uh, with that in mind, let's let's kind of rewind the clock, go back to uh, you know how long you, how long ago was it when you got into F three? Who EH'd you? What you know? What was that process like? And of course, we want to know how you got this amazing name. Oh,
1: yeah. So, uh, in October of twenty twenty, um, was my first F three beatdown, and so to rewind even before that. When the pandemic hit in March of 2020, I was uh, hovering right around 280 pounds uh, for absolutely no reason. Uh, And when all the uh, news reports were coming out and saying, you know, if you're young and you're healthy, uh, you're probably going to be okay, uh, I felt like I was younger. I was, uh, you know, 30, 31 years old, but
0: uh, was really honest with myself and knew that I was not healthy.
1: And I'd been a college athlete. I played college football. Uh, I knew what being healthy was and I knew that I was not. And so started uh, doing what I could. I could not uh, run for any sustained amount of time or distance, and so I started hiking. Uh, my son was about two at the time, and so I threw him in a little Osprey backpack carrier and drug my wife along, and we did a lot of hiking. Uh, when I got to the point where I had lost enough weight to where I could run, uh, I was doing 5Ks like every other day and trying to do some basement workouts, and that was starting to become stale uh, in the fall. That fall, um, I'm a teacher, and so we were still working from home virtually, and like I said, in October, uh, my wife actually saw a Facebook post in our neighborhood Facebook page from Manicure, uh, who him and I had went to high school together and, uh, and played sports together. She said, hey, uh, your buddy Derek just posted something about a men's workout group. And so she showed me and uh, I showed up. I believe it was just the very next day. I messaged back and forth with Manicure a few times. I knew him as Derek back then. And uh, yeah, I showed up that next morning with a pair of gloves was handed a cinder block. The rest was a little bit of a blur Um, and then uh, I got this sweet name. Um, I got in the middle of the circle and was told to tell an embarrassing story and my embarrassing story all through college was that uh, when I was in kindergarten or I'm sorry pre-k I had some sort of a pigeon toe or something wrong with my uh, with my gait and the pediatrician in their infinite wisdom, uh, advised my mom that signing me up for ballet and making me take ballet classes would be uh, the way to correct that. And so somewhere in my mom's uh, attic is probably some VHS tapes of uh, my first and only ballet recital. And uh, I told that story, and I think it took them like three to five seconds to come up with Tinkerbell. Uh, I do, do not remember who shouted it out first, but, uh, but yeah, it, it stuck. So
0: you you took ballet. It didn't sound like you kept up with it. You said one and only recital. Huh? Yeah,
1: I did not. Uh, that was a, that was a one time, uh, I guess one season of ballet and, uh, was, was all done with that. But the, the name Tinkerbell, I guess will live on.
0: So while manicure might get some credit for it, uh, really your wife kind of EH2, but it didn't take a lot cause you were already on a fitness journey. She just pointed out F3 to
1: you. Correct. And, uh, you know, as, as anybody that's been to a pillow fight, beat down, uh, could cite, uh, I was trying to quit Facebook, kind of. I still had an account, but was trying to stay off of it and not argue with people. Uh, but thank goodness for my wife for seeing that. I guess Facebook could get the combo EH.
0: Oh, that's that's pretty good. Bill going to love hearing um, that. Yeah. That's great. So do you remember, did you say who cued that first workout?
1: It, I think it was Buckeye. Um, I'm not 100% the, the very first beat. I know within the first couple, uh, at that point, the streaker... Had just launched the week prior, and so it was kind of a rotating uh, foursome of uh, Manicure, Buckeye, Jigglypuff, and Daffy. Cued a whole heck of a lot that first month of the streaker until uh, got some other guys up to speed. And you said your first week was two or three beatdowns? I know I went twice the first week, uh, like a Tuesday, Thursday, because that's all we had out, at, uh, out in Eureka was the streaker. And then these guys were like, hey, you can come up to Wet Willie and Fenton. Um, I work in Fenton at uh, at Rockwood Summit, and so the very next week I went five days a week. um, You know, could barely walk, but uh, but knew it's what I needed.
0: So it it really took you from you know doing your runs and your basement workouts to a whole new level of fitness. Absolutely. So you started uh, this fitness journey. You said you weighed
1: two eighty at the time. So where are you today? Uh, About two fifteen right now. Um, And so probably when I started F three, I got I know I was south of two fifty. Um, so I was somewhere between 240 and 250 when I first started F3. So that that's great.
0: In 18 months then to still shed an additional 35 pounds and still losing at this moment. Correct. So still moving that way. Correct. So there's some different, I don't know if programs are the right word, but but movements within F3 that, that guys latch on to in order to improve their fitness or their fellowship or their faith. And uh, we had talked just a little bit before about 75 hard being one of the things that has been impactful for you? Maybe share with our listeners about that.
1: Yeah. So like a lot of things that uh, I've done since starting F3, uh, they probably weren't my original idea and they definitely weren't things that I would or could do on my own. And so uh, starting January 1st of this year, I guess mid-December, uh, manicure was throwing out the idea to some Eureka packs about doing 75 hard, and uh, I came up with a couple excuses. I coach wrestling, and I'm like, man, I am out of town quite a bit for wrestling. Uh, these these wrestling tournaments have hospitality rooms with, uh, you know, just the best casseroles that small town moms can really provide and homemade desserts. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a good time to start, and and uh, he sent me a podcast uh, on. Uh, 75 hard, the Andy Frisilla stuff, and it took me about 12 minutes to listen to the podcast to realize that uh, there is no right time to start. And so, uh, yeah, a good group of us started January 1st um, and finished the day before St. Patrick's Day. There were a few guys that uh, stumbled and and were not able to complete it within that time and then have since restarted, uh, I believe, because they were inspired by you know, that first group to go through and do it all together. You know, we were doing Sunday beat downs and uh, getting rucks in when it was 10 degrees outside and stuff like that. It was definitely a a no on your own approach.
0: And that's great. So you, you, we talk about each of the three ups fitness. You've covered that pretty dramatically. Um, Obviously the weight loss is one thing. I'm sure the stamina and the strength of both increased as well. Uh, But, you know, going to that fellowship a little bit, you know, what kind of difference has the fellowship made in your life?
1: Yeah, it's. I felt like I already. I always had um, some men in my life through coaching that, that I was close with, and I didn't realize. Uh, and some of them are F three guys, and so those relationships have grown immensely. Uh, zero turn being one of them. I, I, I see that guy daily. Uh, we work in the same building. We coach together for two sports. He's the head coach of wrestling. I'm one of his assistants. Um, so so any of those guys that are F three guys, the the relationship has just you know grown grown deeper and broader. Um, but but with the guys that, that you share the gloom with, uh, you know, my home AOs being the, the Eureka AOs, it, it's just, it's second to none. I I have learned so much from those guys about being a father, about being a husband. I've shared things with them I never thought I would. You know, one thing led to another and, and we formed a shield lock um, in, I guess that would have been March of 2021. We, we formed a shield lock and, some of the goofy stuff that we've done together and more importantly, the accountability that we bring to each other is, um, it's just, there's no really where else in the world to find that.
0: No, that's, that's great. And and of course the third F is, is faith. And, and F3, we define that as just something bigger than yourself. So have you, I don't know whether that's community outreach or personal faith in God, like where has that gone for you? I
1: I think I've seen the, the most growth in this area. Um, even despite, you know, a, a really great fitness journey that uh, that we're all still on. But I, you know, I've, my floor was pretty low and, and I'm still looking for the ceiling with that. But with faith, I've seen the most growth. And I was really excited to jump into a shield lock with the guys that I'm in a shield lock with now, which is Manicure, Buckeye, Snuggles, and Daffy. Uh, I looked at all of those guys as uh, having, having a better faith base than I had. Um, you know, I'd grown up Catholic. My wife and I had kind of gotten away from organized church for quite a while, and I I knew it was missing, but I wasn't even sure where to start. And through lots of uh, persuasion and encouragement, um, you know, I'm happy to say that my wife and I are attending church regularly. Uh, I attend a small men's group out in Eureka on Friday mornings. Um, Yeah, it's I, I spent too much of my life really trying to control everything especially in my 20s and drove myself nuts and once i realized like what f3 preaches that uh you're not the center of the universe and that um there is something working that's that's bigger than you and bigger than the men in the circle life became a lot more peaceful and a lot more doable and uh there was always light at the end of the tunnel that i i wasn't sure existed before f3
0: that's encouraging, I hope, for anybody out there who's listening. That's exactly what it is. I, I, I think to get to that faith element, you have to have the fellowship element. And F3 is unique because it uses the fitness element to get to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really an amazing thing. If you took away one of the
1: Fs, I'm not sure it works. Agreed. It, it is, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely a tripod. I think you kick one of the legs out and it, it, uh, it's all going to fall down as a, as a mess. 100% agree.
0: No, that, that's it. There's these organizations that stand for one thing, uh, but to see one stand for three and do it so well, it's, it's been life-changing for so many. So uh, let's hear about your life outside of F3 a little bit. Tell us about uh, you know married, kids, uh, work life, what you do, uh, hobbies, interests.
1: Yeah, so uh, married to my wife, Felicia. We were married in 2013. We met in college. Uh, we were together pretty much midway through freshman year. Uh, she is from south of Chicago suburbs area, and so after undergrad, we uh, we went to Milliken University in the armpit of Illinois, Decatur, and uh, moved back here. I'm from St. Louis originally, so we moved back here. She went to grad school. My original plan after undergrad was to be a uh, work in law enforcement as a police officer. And uh, at that time in 2011, both St. Louis County and St. Louis City were both on hiring freezes, and so I was a little bit of a, a little bit lost, and um, got a job as a substitute teacher. That lasted for about a week, uh, and then I was offered a full-time teacher's assistant position, and I still, uh, you know, I was being told by multiple mentors looking back that that's what they were, uh, hey, you're pretty good at this. Are you sure you really want to do law enforcement? And I'm like, yeah, 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 and I was still doing the um, the testing for both departments and, and was kind of just on a wait list. So after uh, about half a school year of working as a teacher's assistant, uh, I decided to maybe pay attention to the signs that were smacking me in the face of life, and uh, I signed up for a master's program in special education. And um, I worked as a teacher's assistant. Uh, I was coaching full time. So I started coaching football and wrestling, two sports I played in high school, Uh, played football in college. And so I started coaching and um, so I was working full time, coaching full time, and then taking night classes for my master's in special ed. And uh, once I graduated, I was hired as a special education teacher, and this is my seventh year Uh, as a certified teacher, and you're coming up on year 11 of coaching football and wrestling uh, at Rockwood Summit. We have, uh, my wife and I have two boys. Uh, Barrett will be four uh, on Sunday of this week, and then Parker is five weeks old. Okay,
0: so that's a young one. So has has that disrupted your uh, attendance
1: at all? (laughs) Uh, Ironically, not too bad. Um, And, Number one, my wife is a saint. Uh, She is a coach's wife as well. So she is used to holding it down when I am out for late nights uh, coaching or out of town for tournaments or just need to be in the office watching scout film for a while. Um, She's used to holding it down. And so um, I've told this story a couple times. I actually got a beat down in the morning that uh, my son was born. My wife uh, was a scheduled C-section this time around due to some complications with our first son. And uh, we didn't have to be to the hospital, I believe, until 7.30. And the night before, you know, I always lay my workout clothes out the night before, and I didn't have any laid out. She noticed, and she's like, oh, you're not going to get a workout in. I really thought she was testing me. Uh, I was like, no, I, I'll just, you know, kind of sleep in, make sure everything's good at the house. And she's like, it's a half a mile from our house as the streaker. She's like, you can get a beat down in, come back, shower, and we'll be ready to leave. I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, Permission permission granted, I guess. And so, um, yeah, got a beat done in that day. Missed a couple days while we were in the hospital. Came home, and uh, the convenience of it being very close to home, um, you know, the, the the den being about eight minutes away, the station being about eight minutes away, and then, like I said, the streaker being a half mile from my home uh, definitely made it doable. But, uh, yeah, didn't miss very much. Time in the gloom at all. That's that's great. And to have that support
0: system at home is a, is a big difference. You know, if there was... Contention at home, I think a lot of guys don't attend F3. But when there's harmony, you know, it, it's it's the encouragement to keep going back out in the gloom. Even when you have a built-in excuse, newborn, that's yeah. a pretty good excuse for anything.
1: Yeah, I uh, I had this conversation with a couple guys the other day that uh, I believe it's our responsibility as, as F3 men to uh, show up as better versions because of F3 when we're at home. Whether that's for our kids and wives in our workplace as well, but if our wives aren't seeing the benefit of F three and therefore encouraging and supporting us to attend F three, then that's on us. Um, you know, I said not all wives are created equal, and we realize that, and some are more understanding than others. But uh, if they're only seeing it as a workout group, then uh, you know, bluntly, you might as well just re up your gym membership. That this needs to be more than just uh, you know. Dad's going to get his workout in. This is Dad's coming home uh, invigorated, re- rejuvenated, his batteries are charged, and he's ready to be uh, what he needs to be at home. So uh, I'd like to think that most days I'm able to do that. And so my wife sees the benefit in regular attendance.
0: I think uh, Bagboy worded it one time during one of his COTs that after he'd been at F3 for a while, his wife told him, You're becoming the man I thought I married. Yeah. And uh, he was in tears as he said it, and, and all of us were getting choked up as he just, you know, went through this transition yet, you know, the man he became became the one that, that his wife was expecting. And I think F3 is creating that culture where women are seeing the men step up to be the men they were meant to be and supposed to be, but we haven't always been very good at it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's powerful. And there's been a couple instances where, number one, I've apologized to my wife uh, for the sad clown that I was for... A decent chunk of our marriage, Uh, you know. I did in free to lead. They talk about the pogo forty, and I did that twice since we've been married, and and will not do it again. Uh, I've thrown all the fat pants away, or at least donated them, and uh, get that crap out of the house. But yeah, that for me that is the most impactful when I hear. um, You know, we got we got quite a few packs like just on our street and in our neighborhood, and when I talk to some of their some of their wives, I see them out in the in the cul-de-sac playing with kids or whatever, and they just they just thank uh, thank all of us for being there for their husband or you know that this has been just such a life changer. When when a when a M or a wife says that, it, it makes it just makes all the difference. It's so impactful. You get, you get chills thinking about it because they're better husbands, they're better fathers. That that's what's gonna keep this world moving in in the direction it needs to.
0: Absolutely, I think you I think you nailed it one hundred percent. But it does start with fitness, as we talked about. So let's go back to that for just a minute. Tell me, what's your favorite exercise, your least favorite exercise?
1: Um, I guess favorite exercise, just because it's a little bit of a crowd pleaser, uh, would be a variation of the burpee, and, and specifically the prison burpee. Um, first introduced to me by uh, the one and only Ringer, and then um, definitely had to bring that one home. Uh, And so, yeah, the the prison Burpee is always a crowd pleaser. You get some groans, you get some cheers, but it's uh, it's a little bit goofy while you're getting quite a few merkins in uh, for every one rep. Least favorite, probably, uh, and I don't think we do this a whole lot with a coupon, but with a ruck, it's terrible. Overhead squats, uh, you know, holding the ruck overhead or a coupon uh, and, and hitting a deep squat with that. For whatever reason, it really just wrenches my uh, my back a little bit. It's not uh, not my favorite exercise. When they when they call for those, like when I was just a grow ruck this last weekend, uh, I groaned a little bit for sure.
0: I'm trying to think if I've ever done that with uh, a rucksack. I don't think I have, but I'm not a hundred percent. I don't think so. Yeah, so. I, I would. Uh, I would mildly recommend it. So, since you were running a lot prior to F3, do you still enjoy running in F3, or is that something that's been on hold?
1: Um, I don't know if I ever enjoyed running at all, actually. Uh, oh, okay. which, which is kind of the you know uh, the approach I have to take is is I don't love to do this. Um, there's times definitely to get that like runner's high. Always feel accomplished after it's over, just like any tough beat down running, rucking, whatever. Um, but during. Yeah, there's some enjoyable moments if the scenery's okay or the fellowship's good, but in general, uh, running's not necessarily my jam. But yeah, we've um, part of our shield lock. So in, in what was that, 2021, um, we did the 4x4x48 challenge. Uh, it was me, myself, or excuse me, myself, uh, Manicure, Buckeye, and Bandcamp did the uh, the Goggins challenge where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Uh, that's another example of being EH'd into things I would have never even tried. Uh, on my own. And and prior to that, the furthest that I had run was about a 10K. And so, um, you know, we completed that. uh, Ran a couple half marathons for the first time this last fall. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely, uh, it's become a a necessity to continue to accelerate. No,
0: I've noticed a couple running AOs have popped up in the last few months even, Mm -hmm. uh, really pushing, I think, something that is often overlooked in our beat downs you know they're
1: very coupon focused which is great but th- there's just another element of fitness there so absolutely that's yeah it. we uh we try and make it a habit to get like um some pre-runs in so a lot of guys pre-ruck we do that as well very passionate about rucking um but at least you know a couple times a week guys will just throw out uh you know hey let's pre-run let's start 45 minutes early let's start a half hour early and get it get some miles in so
0: no that's it's great. Just improve the overall fitness. That, that Those are all parts of it. Um, so as we keep going through uh, the questions here, you know, you've been in F3 now. We said 18 months. Um, and now you're a Nantan. Like, what's the future hold for someone who's already at that level? Uh,
1: I have no idea. Uh, you know, we're always, we're, we're, we look 43 feet ahead. Uh, and really, it's 43 feet for the region. Uh, like any role in F3, it's... Uh, you know, when the next man is ready, it's time to step aside. And this is a leadership development program. And so, always looking for that replacement. And when that guy's ready, uh, like I said, it's time to step aside. I don't know when that time will be. Um, you know, like I said, we just launched in March and figuring out working together as an SLT and, and, and all of these things as we expand. So, uh, I have no idea. Uh, one really cool opportunity that I just had for Grow Rock, Arkansas was to be a trainer apprentice. And the real quick rundown on that is that the trainers in a, in a Grow Ruck event <clears throat> lead uh, part of the rally on Friday night, which is really just a fellowship event. Uh, they do a little bit of speaking there. Um, and as an apprentice, I did not do that part. Uh, the, the two trainers were Dark Helmet, the president of F3 Nation, and then a guy that he's in a shield lock with, Maximus. And so they, they handled the rally part. But then the next morning is King Builder workout. It's a one hour, uh, pretty traditional beat down, no coupons, because guys are traveling and whatnot. Um, so I, I led a portion of that. had that opportunity, and then uh, a portion of Grow School, and really Grow School is um, a crash course in Q Source, and it's it's leadership school, and the whole idea is to embed some head knowledge into the guys because uh, you go into these regions, and some of them have been through Q Source five times, and some of them have never even heard of Q Source, and so give them some head knowledge, give them some some things to take home, and then uh, overnight through the ruck. Uh, The hope is that that head knowledge gets embedded into their heart and they really, um, you know, apply those leadership principles that have been talked through in grow school. So that was a really awesome opportunity. Uh, Very grateful that that uh, that that worked out the way that it did. So it would certainly be something, um, you know, I'd look to do in the future as family and travel and all that uh, would allow. So that could be something.
0: That's great. I'm glad yeah, you don't look too far ahead, but it is good to kind of have an idea of what, what the future could hold, you know, if things uh, line up well. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, one of the things that we often do in the podcast is we, uh, is what we do every time at the end of a workout, and that's the COT. At the end of a workout, you, uh, you know, whoever is cueing it gets the opportunity to share a thought. Uh, they get to do a reflection. They get to do something to motivate the, the packs to either self-reflect or to go out there and live. To the fullest extent that they can that day. So, is there something you want to share with uh, our listeners today as they uh, finish up listening to this podcast? A cot uh, from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I gave this kind of partially as a cot last week or the week before last time I queued, and it's been something that's been on my heart, and my mind. Uh, we had a Nantan call a few weeks ago, maybe a month at this point, and slaughter the the F three nation Nantan really challenged everybody to take a hard look at uh, how hard are they pushing first FYs. And then from there, if you're cutting corners during a beatdown or you're quitting on yourself or you're selling yourself short, uh, what other areas are you doing that in your life? And so uh, after tossing this around with with quite a few guys, uh, Ronda being one of them, really where I landed on it is, when you think about all the guys that toe the line in a, in a, in a beat down, you know, they, they step into the circle at the beginning of the circle. Every one of them has different floors and different ceilings when it comes to fitness. Um, everybody's at a different part or a different portion of their fitness journey and, and everybody has different goals. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're already there and you got out of bed, probably, you know, five o'clock or before, and it's five thirty in the morning while you're there, instead of just looking to punch the clock and show up and maybe cut some corners, uh, I challenge guys to, and myself included, punch through that ceiling, reestablish, uh, you know, your, your current ceiling of fitness uh, versus just showing up and getting, getting a participation trophy. Because uh, like I said earlier, we've got to show up and then also look to accelerate in other aspects of our life. And so just being present at home um, can, it can look like, you know, yeah, you put your phone down, but did you really engage with your kids? Were you really listening when your wife was talking about her day? Really just always look to accelerate um, in, in all aspects. So,
0: I love it. I think it's a great message, something we all need to take seriously. We're going to close this podcast as we do every week, and that's with the name Arama. My name is Mark Ravisky, 37, church lady. And I'm Brent Beringer, 33, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. What a great interview as Tinkerbell challenged us in many different ways. I hope to join us next week as we have another great interview with another great hymn in the greater St. Louis area. Until then, this has been Mark Gravisky, 37, church lady. See you in the gloom.